0: Today on DOOMED! We are going behind the transphobic hate campaigns, excuse me, on college campuses in Texas. Also, my guest, who's here to talk to us about this, just happened to run into an old buddy of uh, mine and my pals over at the Majority Report, none other than Steven Crowder. Oh my god, what an effing nightmare, folks. Let's jump right in. We got an action-packed show. Mr. Andy no friend to all. Uh, pretty much everyone who's ever been on this show just loves Andy so much. Just tweeted out that this show is happening, so I'm assuming he's going to tune in. I guess he's a big fan. Let me introduce my guest at this time right now. Let me pull us up on the screen first. Here we are. And joining me now, he is always a pleasure to talk to, been on this show a number of times, always bringing us something interesting, fabulous, entertaining, horrible, horrific, all combined. Steven Monticelli, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: And for people who aren't aware of Steven, you can find his work over at uh, the Daily Beast. That's the article I'm going to talk with him about uh, in a bit. Uh, he also is the publisher of Pro, – Pro, is it Protean Magazine? Protean Magazine? Protean Magazine. Protean Magazine. You know, I really should know how to say – a pretty regular average, like dictionary word, like pro, pro words. What
1: what are they, man? Right. You know,
0: it's, it's the problem when you're someone who interacts with very little people in real life and just reads everything. So you don't know how anything's actually pronounced in real life. That's my life. That's really my life. Not a bad problem to have. (laughs) So, Stephen. Uh, first of all, I guess we should uh, shout out all the Andy No fans who are uh, the millions and millions of Andy No fans currently watching the live stream. Not really millions, maybe a few dozen, if even that. But um, let's uh, jump right in. You, my friend, had quite the experience today, and uh, we should get to that first. And, you know, it is it is talking about the more broad. Um, issue that we're going to be discussing on this program uh, and the topic of that piece you wrote for the Daily Beast. But um, let's get to the specific Crowder interaction to begin with. So so what happened? Did you know, Where did you run into him? And did you know he was going to be there, I assume? So give us the lowdown.
1: Right, right. So you mentioned I had written a piece, For the Daily Beast, which we'll get into in a bit, I'm sure. But um, one of the subjects of that piece is a group called the Young Conservatives of Texas. They have several chapters across the state at a few different colleges. And so um, one of these chapters at the University of North Texas, which isn't too far from where I live, invited Stephen Crowder. And um, they had announced cryptically some surprise yesterday. And so they... uh, made the announcement this morning and sort did Steven Crowder that he's coming and a bunch of people sent it to me pretty quickly. So I was like, Oh, um, I was just really getting started. I was having coffee and I had just walked my dog. And so I said, cancel all of my plans. The circus is in town. Um, and I decided I'd go out there because, um, uh, not only had I been in touch with a number of students there, um, some who asked me, you know if I would be there and if I was going to go, um, but you know I had been in touch with them because of this report that I had written, as well as the fact that they have a, a strong journalism school there, and so some of the students there kind of reach out to me sometimes, and I try to offer mentorship when I can. And at any rate, um, I get there and there's already a big crowd of people who, a lot of them seemed actually to be uh, like Crowder fans or people who had heard of him and uh, knew about him, but in a non-critical or like positive light and so um He had already been like debating someone but the environment was very controlled So it was like he had the mic there was no loudspeaker Uh, there was a camera recording it and then it was just, you know, one-on-one interactions He didn't want to really deal with the crowd or or anything like that
0: Right, and this is that like that usual thing he does. What was the um, you know, the the you know, the meme? That he has out there where it's like uh, uh change my mind well it's not his meme like people saw him sitting there years ago Well, that's what he just, calls it right, basically
1: right, it's right. yeah like his change my mind bit right, right. and so, now
0: people like basically take take that one photo and put whatever in front of him like you know uh yeah uh, I don't know, cheese doodles are better than Cheetos, change my mind, shit like that. Uh, so what was what was the, the exact change my mind Steven Crowder rolled on to campus with today?
1: Um, well, the banner, uh, it appears initially it said, men should not compete against women in sports. And then I think they realized how false of a premise that was. And so then they uh, put on a piece of tape and wrote on with Sharpie, <laughs> biological um which still remains to be a fairly false premise, um, right,
0: I just love that I saw your photo let me let me just quickly throw this on the screen because it is it's it's a butte, it's a butte. this photo of what did I do with it? here it is uh, <laughs> uh the tape is so beautiful it's 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 uh really professional work from Stephen Crowder over here that no one thought to add that word originally when they got this um know they got this printed up obviously for everyone looking at the screen right now on YouTube if you're listening to the podcast just trust me what this is what we said and it's exactly what it seems like Um, yeah this is like uh, you know I guess uh, it is what it is right sometimes you just got to uh, think on your feet and uh, roll with the punches right
1: that's right that's right so that was what he came with um, today on the heels of the uh, I'm forgetting their name, um, but the uh, woman who won in a recent swimming event that um, has transitioned and they're making a big hubbub about it. Um, despite the fact that I think, believe, you know, it was just in the Olympics, there was a male to female um, woman trans- who was competing in weightlifting and didn't even like. Get in place oh,
0: right. you're talking about uh uh leah thomas the swimmer. yes right right, yes.
1: right. and so you know just they were following on the heels of not only the controversy that i had written about for the daily beast but this um leah thomas's you know victory in particular and um you know trying to make this argument that you know in their mind there basically should be uh genital examinations <laughs> uh for all sports.
0: You know, it's it, I don't, it, it's it's I don't know what it's
1: what not say about it, that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing that these you know, the 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 right has completely become obsessed with this one specific NCAA swimmer who is a transgender woman who is competing like like you mentioned, the trans people have been competing in sports for for quite some time now and we've had a trans uh person in the olympics just this past uh, uh not the winter olympics the summer olympics and they, they i mean there there was actually a big deal made about that at the time and then when um you know she didn't come in uh anywhere near the top the right dropped the issue because again they they don't like if if it's you know it's not really the issue isn't really trans people in sports, they need to jump on the idea that trans people in sports have this, uh, this competitive edge where they are going to win. And literally, the reason this Leah Thomas one is so big is because this is, after years and years and years and years of saying this, and years and years of transgender women competing uh, against um, you know, cis women in um in sports and not having that competitive edge not like coming in first or second or third and destroying all the competition this is finally that hypothetical scenario in their eyes come to life they've taken it's taken this long for a transgender woman to finally be competitive against cisgender women in these sports and they are they truthfully they are loving it they are loving it
1: well and when you really crack this open and you start to have a debate about this. Um, You know, what I pretty much started with in talking with Mr. Crowder was what about intersex people? And what about there's a, you know, non insignificant number of people who are born with both sex characteristics. It's not a binary for them. And they're assigned at birth, oftentimes one or the other. And that's not a choice that they make. They're babies, literally. People are doing surgery on them. There's sometimes hormone treatment. There's, like, all of the same things that they're making this, um, you know, panic about. Um, But he was like, oh, well, that's fine. They can compete in sports. And I'm like, well, how would you even know? Are you going to ask for there to be a box? And he said, yeah. And, And we get down this, like, scary kind of gross road where it's like we're starting to what, do we want to start to essentialize all these genetic things about people? Are we going to just do eugenics in sports? Is that what seems to be the end road here? And quite literally, you know, talk about, oh, you have to pass a physical, um, to compete as if the physical were about your genitals. Um, and no, it's like the turn your head and cough thing is about whether you have a hernia. (laughs) It's not whether about you have balls, um, and there's more than one way to check for a hernia. And uh, it's 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 just nonsense. But they have to essentialize these things and then make them very, you know, binary in order then to otherize these people who, you know, there's all sorts of Jeanette like Michael Phelps was there's articles about Michael Phelps being someone who literally produces less lactic acid and has like a body shape that makes it unfair almost that he's so good at swimming. Um, are we going to ban him? They literally banned a woman from Africa. Uh, I could pull up her name who produces more testosterone than, than average from running. And, and it's like, it's kind of gross. And then when you start to think about what the history of the uh, modern Olympics is and where some of this stuff comes from, you know, it gives me pause. Um, so that's kind of what we were dealing with. And you could play some of the clips from the debate. Um, but you know, something that was funny, (laughs) We started off on a funny foot, um, where uh, not only did he compliment my outfit, but he presumed that my name was German for some reason. Montice-
0: um, Monticelli? what?
1: Yeah, yeah. What? And what I said to that was, "No, I'm Italian, obviously, but you know, it's it's funny. Those two countries did have a certain history of politics, uh, <laughs> but that's not what we're here to talk about." Let's actually. I, uh, I, know,
0: I know you said that. You know, the, I listened to the whole. You know, you, you you spoke with him for about 15, 16 minutes, which is. Quite impressive, you know, earlier, uh, not earlier this year, uh, last summer, last year, uh, ever, the, the, the infamous debate everyone talked about involving Stephen Crowder was with Sam Cedar of the Majority Report when, uh, Sam, uh, when Ethan Klein of H3H3 tagged Sam in. And now, uh, you know, everyone talks about that debate, but a debate it really was not because Stephen Crowder ran away from uh, Sam. I guess it's quite easy to do when you're via a live video stream. Uh, but when you're physically there, like you were, I guess he's caught in a predicament. And I'm assuming he also was, did he know, like when you, when you came over, did he have a, an assumption that you were not a ordinary college student? Like you're not what he was expecting. You were someone who, someone,
1: a local journalism student had overheard him kind of walk over to one of the organizers of, um, YCT, uh, young conservatives of Texas and say that I was here because I had gone up and um, told like one of the producers, like I'm Stephen Monticelli, and you know I'd like to talk to him. Like, what's the line? Um, oh, so you even and you, so, you even told everybody he,
0: straight up. You didn't like pretend to be a college student. Like you didn't go up there being like, oh yeah, I'm a Steve freshman. No, I, I mean I about- posted
1: about it. I I said my full name, and then he he didn't ask me who I was or whether I was a college student. Um, I later after the debate found out that's he did apparently know who i was okay. um and passed that information along to one of the organizers who i had you know mentioned and written about them in the daily beast report so I don't know. Um maybe the whole German thing was his attempt at humor, uh and it just didn't land. I'm not sure.
0: I'm not even but, sure what that would would be. Like what the what the what the joke would be there. I mean, I don't know.
1: I guess maybe if you still are a hyper nationalist and think that there's like some essentialism in terms of the German people and the Italian I don't know. I'm I'm just spitballing here. Uh humor's weird. Conservative humor's weird. So maybe I just didn't get it.
0: Right. Yeah. You weren't uh weren't uh, on top of the ball there, I guess. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't know. But he did. He did say that my outfit worked. And, uh, you know, I think you'd retweeted that photo of him kind of giving my, my jacket a pinch. That was a strange experience. Um, and, and, and around the beginning of that, you know, he said, oh, I'm so you know, I, we're here to have like, you know, one on one rational debates, you know, not get overly emotional. Um, and at the end, he Called me loudly in front of everybody an asshole. <laughs>
0: let's 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 play the beginning because I did think the beginning was quite funny, and I know I know you you're worried about the audio, but I, I listened to the whole thing. It's fantastic. Everyone should check it out. You posted it on your YouTube channel, which is linked. Yeah, your Twitter Yeah, I'll page. send you the link. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it in the description here. But let's let's actually listen to some of it because it's definitely uh, it's definitely a trip. Uh, again, it's just audio, but uh, let's let's listen in. <laughs> All
1: right, hey, grab a seat, sir. Do you mind moving in on your Not No, no. All. all right, that's okay. We're we're comfortable with our masculinity. All right, so we can actually... Oh, you got the mic on the chair. Oh, there you go. Yeah. How about that? Your name is Steven? That's right, oh. Steven. All right, good. He's called P-H or V? The V. Same way, very nice. Your yeah. letter's name's a cool name. Uh, last name? Monticelli, I'll spell it for you. Okay. M-O-N-A-C-E-L-L-I.
0: <laughs> so...
1: Italian missed it by that much. Just a little bit, but you know, both of those countries have a certain history for a certain type of politics, but we're not here to talk about that today. No, no I know. Uh. Don't know how I got that one wrong. It's almost like
0: uh, almost like I wasn't even trying. So, Steve. Steven? Stephen, what that's the prefer? Ju-
1: Steven. He didn't care. By the way, I like this, uh, this jacket. Can Thanks. I- yeah, go for it. Is it a raincoat? Or is it's it just, just a... like a co- cotton jacket, like, I guess, surplus. Okay. Military a surplus. A works. <laughs> um, so, Steven, I don't know how familiar you are at all with uh, what we do with this uh, kind of installment is, but it's basically a way where we can hopefully rationalize our positions on controversial topics, a lot of all
0: right so now 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 i could talk to you about about the rest but uh that was very interesting to see how he started out maybe it was to throw you off i don't know uh Uh,
1: yeah let me let me pull up what a good friend of mine um thought uh i'm gonna just quote him uh from the dms because i sent him that photo and then he listened um to it and so he said uh Holy fuck, I didn't even realize he touched your jacket. He was trying to fucking Pua you, as in pickup artist, uh, like butter you up and throw you off guard.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah, that's probably what that was. I mean, someone in the Uh, chat says uh, who uh, it's called sarcasm. But I mean, when you're sarcastic, there's like. A hook there. There's like something that there's like a through line that makes sense. Like you're being sarcastic about something that like, just his his sarcasm if that's what you want to call it is just to bizarrely uh, say can I touch your jacket? It's just, I don't understand. But yeah, it probably was just to yeah, throw you off.
1: I, I mean, I don't know. He, he was wearing a bomber jacket kind of outfit. So I mean, if he was trying to make some comment about what I was wearing, perhaps pot meets kettle.
0: Right right so so you guys go into it and why, why don't you you know you we, we already spoke a little bit about it but what was his like what was his argument on this because this is basically just uh, the right doesn't think that trans women should uh, play in sports uh, where they are competing against people who match their gender identity. Um, yep. That's that's their whole argument, and they believe that uh, it gives these trans women a competitive edge. Even though, again, the only the only uh, as far as I've researched and I've heard about this topic for many many years on various different college uh, uh, sports, and every time they're worried about some competitive edge where like the trans woman ends up coming in like ninth, tenth, fifteenth uh, 20th, not even on the, the, the lineup page list. It's just, you know, this is the first time that I know of where, uh, a trans woman has actually been able to compete with the cisgender woman in that particular sport.
1: So, I mean, he pulled out some statistics. I don't know where they came from. I think you may have heard them in the, in the audio, like 60%. Sp- like, you know, something about like 60% of sports that transgender, like something about like they win all the time, basically. That was the argument, you know, this competitive advantage argument, which I don't think really, as you said, like bears out with a lot of scrutiny. And then furthermore, it, it's embedded in like a very, not only, um, you know, setting gender aside, a sex essentialist mindset of like, right. there's only two sexes, there's, you know and that everybody has to fit into one of them and that you know changing doing anything to change uh in order to match you know your gender expression and quite literally potentially save people's lives um in terms of their psychological health um you know that's they basically want to say those people aren't women and therefore should not compete with women i mean they want to more or less continue to kind of like create buckets for people and then essentialize them in those buckets and say only people can play, you know, like with like, basically. Um, And I mean, you know, they bring up arguments. Why do we have male and female sports? I'm like, well, um, you know, I think there's a long history of reasons for that. And there's some interesting arguments around that. But their desire, when you kind of get to, like, what the solution is, it's not really one of inclusion. It's not like they're saying, let's create a sort of, you know, area of sports where anyone can compete against anyone and actually make it about, like, what's, what's human excellence or whatever. Um, versus, you know, oh, we should continue to create these, like, subdivisions of people and we should do these really invasive sort of, like, you know um, – examinations like borderline Gattaca examinations in order for you to just compete. Right. It's Um, not, it's
0: not about like you could, you could literally on that little banner he's got, you could just, uh, you know, he's got, uh, women's sports in big red letters, um, but you could just literally it's, it just wasn't like black-
1: it wasn't olympic it was he didn't even attempt to qualify his statement of like is should it be like these super super high stakes you know money making sports where that's what it's become? He made a very grand you know argument of should it be sports, and I'm like, man, what the fuck are sports <laughs> about like what is the point of sports? and he said to win. And and I thought to myself, that tells me so much about you. Yes,
0: that tells <laughs> more I mean, than that, it tells that, me that,
1: about sports.
0: That says a lot about. I'm sure if you asked a, I mean, like a, a very large percentage. I'm not going to put a number on it, but very large percentage of uh, people with similar ideologies to Stephen Crowder, i.e., conservatives, the right, uh, whatever you want to call uh, them, um, they probably would say the same exact thing.
1: So I got a couple points on that. I mean, I think that might be true, although I don't know if I would fairly call Stephen Crowder a conservative because I met and talked with some pretty nice, you know, conservative Christian white kids at UNT who like came up to me afterwards and were like, what did you talk to him about? Yada, yada. And when we got down to it, they were like, yeah, systemic racism is real, but they were, they described themselves as conservative. They were like, yeah, I don't have anything against trans people. They were like genuinely kind of like, asking these questions and and when we started having a conversation like we had a lot more in common than um they realized and then i was like what do you think my politics are and they were like are you a moderate and i was like
0: <laughs> and these were these were uh, co- college students something. right what these were college students yeah
1: yeah, yeah i guess college
0: that, students yeah i think that says something about younger people and just how they view these sort of social issues this is not this is
1: but not there are the reason that he was there is because there is a contingent of students at UNT who they go they call themselves, you know, the unconservatives of Texas. But some of them have like self-identified as fascists. And then they try to walk it back and say it was satirical or jokes, but they associate with groipers and like all these other things that are just red flags, um, to say the least. And that is not conservatism, like by any fair metric. I mean, like perhaps it it. I'm not trying to be a conservatism defender here necessarily, right, right, right. I, but I think words mean things. No, is I what agree. I'm saying.
0: I I agree with. I, I see. What, I see what you're saying. I disagree on the the aspect of, um, you know, that word has sort of uh, been been changed.
1: Um, it's I would... just like libertarian in the United States. To the right. to your fair point, like right. just because I know that it means something somewhere else, and would like for people to understand that, it doesn't change that libertarian means one thing here and another thing in France. Right. So, you know,
0: I would say that those, those, uh, young conservative quote unquote college students that you met, um, should probably call themselves something else. That's probably what I Well, I think they're do, in right? the
1: midst of figuring out who they are yeah. and, you know, that is cool and good for them. Right. Um, but I think, yeah, you know, kind of bringing it back, like there was a reason that Crowder was there. It was a group of students who are, you know, more like fascistic than they are conservative, frankly, they're a little authoritarians. And, you know, when I was talking to these other students who self-identified as conservative, but were like, I don't know about some of this other stuff. I'm like, yeah, like ask yourself, why do you like the music that you like? Why do you like the art or the sports that you like? Just really try to get down to the bedrock. When was the first time you heard something that you liked and you were like, oh, that's my shit, but you've never heard of it before. And why did you like it? And they're like, huh, I don't know. And I'm like, guess what? Nobody knows. (laughs) Congratulations. And what the difference between you and Mr. Crowder is that you're not afraid that somebody else likes something different that you don't necessarily understand why. And that's okay because you don't even understand why you like what you like now, don't you? And they're like, shit, that's true. Um, And so, you know, I don't understand why some of these other people are so afraid about that stuff, because like – It's easy to say, oh, they have a biological disadvantage because they're different. But like when you really get down to it, like biological differences and like all this stuff, there's a lot of weird, strange outliers and that present themselves in these high stakes sports, which is why I asked, like, what is sports about to you? You know, we probably have a different view than all those people who think it's about winning. But then I would ask themselves, I would ask them to remind themselves of like, you know, what about all the friends made along the way? (laughs) What about all the, you know, like what about the like feelings of camaraderie and just like the times you lost, there was something still to be learned there and gained from it. It's not just about winning and everybody hates a sore loser. So, I mean,
0: that's what we teach kids and, you know, it's, it's meant to, uh, you know, it's, it's a social thing. It's supposed to be to, uh, you know, uh, push for a friendly sort of competitive, uh, type of atmosphere. It's not about winning, but I, it really does say it all that that's what it's about to them. Um, well, you know,
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, wear uh my heart on my sleeve here and say, well, that's what happens when like sports is basically just like fully financialized and becomes a part of like capitalism and becomes a commodity. Then you just do blood sports where people get brain damage that you ignore the research about for as long as possible so that you can keep doing the blood sports and then you like make it about like competition and like micro nationalism where it's like fuck whatever city you're from because you have fuck all sports team and I've got cool sports team because I'm from here and then it's like okay cool congratulations you're from Chicago or Dallas or like whatever um and it's I'm not trying to say that to take away anybody's fun because sports are fun and to like have a good time but just like don't fall into the bullshit antagonistic part of it at the end of the day you're supposed to shake hands
0: right right but I mean as you say this we should also uh come back to the issue at hand that Steven Crowder is obviously obsessed with while talking to you and that is we are talking about women's college swimming this isn't any of what you just said, really. I mean, I'm sure there is some sort of financial...
1: uh, world I mean, there, mean, there. I college sports. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: I don't know about swimming, though, uh, but, maybe, but what do I know? What maybe do I not know?
1: women's swimming or, you know, as a it's more like football, sure. I mean, I guess um, that's big in
0: the Olympics, right? But again, the Olympics, uh, you know, a lot of those athletes don't really make that much money. The, a lot of them are, I mean, I've covered it on this show. A lot of them, except for like the ones playing right. basketball or whatever the big, uh, you know, or uh, the, you know, professional NBA players, mm-hmm. professional hockey players, NHL players, they're, they're, a lot of times they're like, like scrounging the bottom of the barrel for, for, for cash just to train and, and live out their dream. There really isn't much money in it.
1: No, that for those people, that's like a completely different – you're right. That's a completely different category of sports that's like more wrapped up in this weird nationalism stuff. And, you know, this like international competition for some people, it's just purely their passion and they're having to work within a system that they can't control. And that's most of the people who do sports at a competitive level anyway. Um, so, yeah, yeah but- it's, it is a different thing. But I think, you know, the idea of like women swimming or like women's sports, it heightens the fear aspect of it. I mean, like, so much of sports is like people getting sweaty and like rubbing around with each other and you can't help but like notice – The strange association of like this obsession with um, sex organs and like you know an activity that is like really makes you inhabit the body to the point that it gets like eroticized. You know what I'm saying?
0: Right. Exactly. And you know, you know, bringing that up, you know, and I want to say this earlier, but we got, we got, we we sort of segued into something else. I see this happen all the time online, and it's amazing to see because. For a lot of these conservatives, they think that, like, oh, I look at someone, they uh, don't look like how I think a woman, a cisgender woman looks. So they're probably or they must be the trans person. I've seen it in, like, there's that photo that goes around of a screenshot of Twitter where it's, like, two MMA fighters, uh, two women MMA fighters looking at each other in the octagon. Uh, One's cisgender, one's trans. And someone says, uh, oh, I can see uh, the, you know, the trans woman on the left's Adam's apple. And the, the trans woman actually in the photo replies, hey, I'm actually the person on the right. The person on the left is a cisgender woman who I faced. Like, yeah. they, like, like they don't like it. They own themselves because you literally cannot tell. Because it's just, it's like, it's not what they think it is. Gender dysphoria, transgen like it's just not what they think it is. And I saw another one where someone posted a picture of Katie Ledecky, a cisgender Olympic swimmer, and someone replied that, oh, that man shouldn't be swimming. They thought they were talking about Leah. They thought that was a photo of Leah Thomas. They don't, like, it's it's just, they own themselves constantly. Yeah. It's just, they want to hate somebody
1: it's prejudice i mean you know hey gay people aren't as scary anymore now that it's you know gay marriage is completely legalized and you know the log cabin republicans maybe won their small victory like so now transgender people are the scare you know political wedge they're the prop in this political drama that they're trying to create a crisis over and you know it's like it's all this stuff is red herrings you know the the fear around um Trans people in locker rooms and bathrooms as if that's going to like traumatize scar or, you know, in their worst implications, uh, assault sexually other people as as if the majority of sexual assaults aren't implicated or aren't like done by men who know the victim in like a not like a stranger in some of these. It's just all these things, they, they are blown out of proportion and, and they like get at people's like deeply seated prejudices that. You know, allow them to believe basically anything, even if the evidence is right in front of them, like you're illustrating, like it couldn't get clearer than just like, that's not actually the person that you think it is. And why did you think it was? Um, it's right. very it's it's unsettling. And unfortunately, it animates a lot of people um, because they don't know someone who's trans, probably.
0: Right. right you know and you know again the the issue here is you know he went. i'm i'm assuming steven Crowder specifically went to uh that college what is it unt right um because there has been oh jeez ever since a few months ago there was that anti trans legislation it's sort of this it's not like sort of spreading all across the country and i'm sure you know, I, I'm going to have some uh, trans activists on this show to discuss the various different legislations going on across the country, and I'm sure a lot right. of this has been fomenting in each particular state for quite a while. But it does seem, at least this current push, uh, sort of started with that um, uh, with Governor Abbott and that um, that anti-trans legislation in Texas, where basically uh, families who have trans children are being investigated by like child protective services because their child is yeah. trans.
1: So the critical race theory panic basically just got segwayed into this trans student athlete panic. Like they had kind of initially been a little separate, but they've been able to fold them together with all of the book banning stuff. And then when governor Abbott and uh, the attorney general, Ken Paxton laid down those issues, it was basically like carte blanche um, for you know, everyday assholes to terrorize trans people and, you know, inform on people and snitch. I'm, I mean, we set the precedent for that with the anti-abortion law that, you know, encourage people to basically snitch on their fucking neighbors. So, um, you know, that seems pretty bad to me as a tactic that they continue to come back to. And they have obviously been eager to jump on the actions of these like, student groups that are mentored and fostered by some pretty bad types um, to go and do these outrageous things. Because oftentimes, for whatever reasons, college students kind of get treated with kid gloves in the media, except for people like Stephen Crowder, who intentionally tried to go and like goad them into saying stupid things. Um, but then whenever someone goes and does something outrageous, like write some silly op-ed about people said, my argument in class was dumb. I'm being silenced or, um, you know, I said trans people don't exist and now people are mad at me. And that's fascism like that's that's happening. And unfortunately, the mainstream media just kind of like runs with the victim narrative that they present because Antifa was mean and scary to me. And so basically what happened at UNT is that this group, which um, has been spreading hate content for quite some time, uh, in a variety of ways, uh, social media, in person events, um, flyers—all these sorts of things. Like, you know, trans people don't exist quite literally as something they posted on their official account. They brought a really controversial Republican candidate, um, Jeff Younger, who basically his whole campaign is wrapped up in the fact that he lost custody of his own trans child um, because he just denies their existence basically and will not affirm it and will not provide care and is now wrapping up his whole campaign and wanting to like criminalize child transitions. And, um, they brought him to campus and it went pretty predictably because UNT is a pretty liberal campus to say the least. A bunch of students showed up, and like after he misgendered his own child in front of them, they called him a fascist and said "fuck you." I so that went viral. That,
0: I actually have that clip. Let's because it, it's fantastic. I want to play it. It's so yeah, good. play it. Uh, so this is uh, this is from that that appear, his appearance at uh, UNT. Let's let's play this. Amazing. So, yeah. That's a, that's a loud, unified crowd there. I mean, and, and not, I mean, I know you said the school is uh, known to be a liberal school, but I think a lot of people probably would not assume that this would be the sort of activism they might see coming out from like a state like Texas necessarily.
1: Who knows? Yeah. You know, the more you know. Right. Uh,
0: so, oh, yeah, the rainbow, right?
1: <laughs> that happens. Um, and, it, you know, pretty much devolves into chaos. He gets escorted out with the organizers by police and they claim that they were terrorized and chased around and yada, yada. And eventually they get brought into a police SUV, which tries to speed away and ends up like actually hitting a trans protester on the way out. Um, Really, really just can't make this shit up. And, um, you know, since then there's been a bunch of stuff that's kind of tumbled out as a result. I wrote that piece. I co-wrote it with Jack Wheatley. He's a researcher based Uh, in the Northeast, and he kind of has been following Jason Van Dyke's uh, goings-on for quite some time, and we pieced together that Mr. Jason Lee Van Dyke, uh, former Mm -hmm. Proud Boys lawyer, amongst many other really strange and wild things, which you can just go Google and read about, he was basically kind of providing some support and mentorship to this group, Um, and he had been wrapped up in some previous scandals at UNT as well. So, um, you know we wrote about that. We wrote about you know, their history of posting things like self-identifying as fascists, and um you know, put out that report to kind of try to set the record straight because unfortunately, a lot of people just took the the word of, oh, you know, we don't hate them. You know that's what that's what she said on TV. It's, you know, we don't hate them. That's the difference. They hate us. Um, and I don't know what kind of person would say transgender people don't exist unless they hated transgender people. Right.
0: Right. Um, so,
1: yeah. I mean, that's kind of – that's what recently caused all this controversy that then obviously Mr. Crowder is like rifting on and was invited to come and stir up more crap in the follow-up. Um, who invited so him again? I, I know you said in the beginning, but who invited the, him again? The Young Conservatives of Texas, the same group that you know myself and Jack wrote about. It, so it's like a continuation – of this pattern, and um, you know they're having another event tomorrow where it's a, about censorship on college campuses, and they're not allowing any members of the media. <laughs> uh, it it so, tracks. I mean, like, it definitely tracks. Just with them. The irony, you know, I would consider getting into like fiction or comedy. But uh, journalism in Texas apparently is about as farcical as it gets. Um, you know, I'm, 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 you know, I don't want to actually take that claim because there's a lot of shit going on these days, um, and it seems like it's a competition constantly with places like Florida and others. But um, wow, yeah, it's just it's one thing after another, and there's so many just rich, juicy little nuggets that if you don't read the whole article or listen to the whole audio, you might miss them because, um, you know, I, he tried to have uh, Crowder tried to make this red herring out of what percentage of people are born intersex. And it's like, it doesn't matter actually, like the, the specific percentage doesn't fucking matter. And it's actually currently under some scientific debate around what they have previously considered intersex. And so that number has increased. Um, and, he he was just trying to deviate around like basically this is a small enough group of people that we shouldn't be inclusive to them,
0: right? That also sort of goes against. I mean, it's 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 the, the argument's totally irrelevant. Then that sort of goes against them, like the idea then that you care so much and are spending so much time trying to litigate this issue that is not going to affect literally 99.95% of people in this country. Like how many how many how many student athletes uh in, in, across the country are there? And how many of them are actually in a league with a transgender person? That's also, what I
1: asked him right. and he couldn't answer that right. because it's it's not actually that like not only do I fundamentally disagree that the premise is there is even a problem. Right. The whole premise is dumb, but even in their own,
0: like uh it's not it's not a yeah. big problem. Right, even in it's their a, own world, right. So and, it's and, it's, absurd. And, it's really they, absurd. and notice too that they and notice too that they only, only have the problem with transgender women competing in sports with cisgender women. But there's never a problem when it's transgender men competing competing in men's sports because it's it's not about like it's not about that they can't really win that one like that's not a
1: cultural war look a, a super masculine guy like crowder he would never get beaten by a trans man in sport like that's the mindset that's what they think to themselves because they that's why they don't think it's a problem because you know, they don't feel threat that, because they're so full of themselves. And, and, it's like and, chauvinism
0: right. And then there's there's that there's that um, that situation where uh, his name totally, I can't remember right now, but it's a very famous case where this transgender uh, man, uh, college student was a college uh, like a collegiate wrestler and wanted to compete against men, but the league wouldn't let him. Because he was a tra- he's a trans man and forced him to compete against women because that's right. how they viewed him. And he would defeat the other women while like sort of at the same time like protesting how stupid this is. He doesn't want to face women. He wants to face other men because he's a trans man. He's a man. And conservatives would be so confused by that one because they jump in. And say that that uh, that person should not be competing against the women. well, really? that doesn't fit with what you're saying for the other cases. So either you think trans people should compete with their other people who match their gender identity, or you don't. It's not only. When you're not happy with how that's going because the trans person is
1: doing really well in whatever sport league that is. Well, I think the reality is they functionally either don't want them to compete at all or they think they can get away with arguing, oh, yeah, well, they should compete in this like third category or this fourth category knowing well that (laughs) – that's b- a bullshit argument because like they're not going to actually support investing and creating <laughs> like those leagues and all of that stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it, right. so functionally it's the same argument. They basically just like don't care and don't want these people to compete. Um, and, and I think that's kind of, It's just exclusionary right. at the end of the day. That's how I view it. Right. The trans
0: wrestler, by the way, is Mac begs, and he he wanted to compete against other men, and they wouldn't let him because they said he was you know his his birth certificate said he was a a, a woman a girl, and, and um, they were unhappy with that. When that's exactly what they're uh, the, the the opposite is what they're unhappy with in the case with Leah Thomas. It's like they just don't want they just don't want trans people involved in anything. They want them shunned from society. Is really what it's all and,
1: about. And it's 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 so strange with the like the. Um, elevation of certain hormones or certain types of things over others. So I'm going to look up the, um, the runner that I mentioned. Um, okay. Castor Semenya. Right. Um, so if people had, you know, complained that Castor Semenya, it, like, shouldn't be able to compete. It's unfair. They're winning and winning and winning. Um, Say they like forced all these tests and they did all this eugenics garbage and elevated testosterone and estrogen as like, you know, these molecules and these hormones above, you know, other functional systems like lactic acid, which is why I mentioned Michael Phelps earlier. You can look at Castor Semenya and you can look at Michael Phelps and you can say, hey, these are actually – these are interesting people. They're both outliers for like reasons that it's just like natural mutation. Um And we've got curves of distributions. And sometimes, you know, you end up having someone who not only can produce less lactic acid, but they're like super fucking tall and have like a crazy wingspan. Or you've got someone who can produce more testosterone that's a woman and can run. And frankly, I think it's kind of there's some red flags as to why Castor was singled out and not someone like Michael Phelps.
0: Right. Well, very obvious ones. Yes. Um, Quite. Yes.
1: Uh, <laughs> quite obvious ones. Right. And and so that's, you know, why I brought up these edge cases with him to begin with because it's like you can't just cast this gigantic binary net on things. You're you're going to literally erase people and then you're going to put yourself in these stupid contradictory situations where you look ridiculous because you, you you're doing this all for the sake of like having and maintaining an exclusionary system.
0: Right. Right. And that's it. And you know, we 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 broke down basically the Steven Crowder argument in in, in your debate with him, and you mentioned this group uh, th- th- that seems to have their fingers wrapped up in everything that's going on. At least, are, are they are they? Uh, well, let's actually get to the who's behind it. Tell me a little bit about the these twins.
1: Ah, uh, yes, I forgot to mention that. So Kelly and Jake Niedert, Nier, Nerdert. I don't know. Um, I haven't asked because they didn't really want to talk to me on the phone. Um, your dilemma earlier. That's a callback. So, um, the, the whole thing is apparently they both are wrapped up in their YCT chapters at their mutual colleges. One's at UNT, one's at Baylor. And I've been posting a bunch of pretty intolerant things, if not outright Christian fascist things (laughs) for quite some time now. And they're a part of this, you know, larger group and it's just, it's wild. Yeah. they are twins that are spewing the same anti-trans stuff. Um, Apparently their mom's like a principal somewhere (laughs) and like has similar views, um, based on some social media posts. Um, and, um, yeah, they have kind of tried to stir things up at their campuses and, you know, try to stretch the Overton window back into the 1950s. If I'm going to quote one of their posts, um, they're just outright about what they, you know, you got to take their word for it. Right. Right. I mean, so,
0: so, so what is it? What, what is it? Oh yeah. These, the guys who call one of them, at least uh, Kelly called herself a a Christian fascist.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This was after they had hosted a a guy named Lance videos who uh, was invited to AFPAC. Do you remember what that was? The white nationalist conference that happens every year um, oh, the America uh, First, at the same uh, time as CPAC, right, I right, wrote right. about it for Rolling Stone. Nick Fuentes' Groyper
0: uh, convention, right? Right.
1: The Groyper convention. So he was like listed on the fucking flyer as a guest at the Groiper convention. So they had invited him in October of 2021 where he, they were met again with protest. Um, and uh, you know people were chanting like calling them Christian fascists and on video the guy goes what's wrong with being a Christian fascist it's like brother we had a war about it <laughs> like, <laughs> do, they um, even, do they even go to these schools how old are yeah, they? they they're look students kinda, they're students they, look old. they go there you can't say that they don't even go there unfortunately they do go there it's just that they're getting pretty clearly getting some support and then are being boosted, you know, by some adults adults who should know better. Um, but they don't – they're not – I don't know. Some of them aren't as willing to say the quiet part out loud as some um, – Jason Lee Van Dyke. He says it all the fucking time. So, like, whatever. That was a pretty, you know, match made in heaven kind of birds of a feather situation when we were able to link that together. Um, and, yeah, I mean, they've been pretty relentless about it. I mean, we look back months 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 i mean there's been multiple news articles they pretty successfully created a victim narrative for themselves um you know oh they're being mean to us because we're conservative and we don't hate them but then when you actually look what's what's going on is it's ugly as hell and it's just all right there um and oh you
0: ran i mean it I looks really like you ran into Kelly. The, say what it looks like you ran into kelly today at the unt uh, crowder event
1: there's, oh yeah, I mean, I didn't go up pic- to talk to her because she, yeah. she's told me multiple times that she doesn't really want to talk or comment. Um, so you know, I gotta respect that.
0: Right. I mean, the only reason I said that is because I'm I certainly I looked up their Twitter accounts and um, there she is hanging out with the, well not hanging out standing in front of Crowder. Looks like he didn't even want to talk to her to be honest.
1: <laughs> you know they they're they're there to basically you know get on Fox News or something like that. That's kind of what I've gathered into help create the next outrage bait to feed into the broader panic narrative that's clearly, you know, being pushed full force, at least in the state of Texas, if not all over the country. Um, It feels a lot like, you know, almost 10 years ago, actually really around 10 years ago-ish, maybe a little more than that, where, um, you know, gay marriage was getting criminalized all across the, getting banned and shit all across the country. Um, It kind of feels like that all over again i mean the arguments
0: the arguments are exactly the same like i don't i think that's something that's not really even like think about before you know think about like you know late 90s and more so to the 2000s and then even even early 2010s in some states like the argument it was that like oh you know you let uh gay people marry people can be marrying dogs uh what's next Uh, you know I, I i don't know if if maybe it's different in texas has there been an uptick in uh people marrying their 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 pets uh as far as i know no there's no. been none of that like all of the no. the warnings and oh it's gonna you know desecrate the sacred bond of marriage and uh divorce rates as far as i know have been unaffected by uh uh gay marriage in fact i wouldn't be surprised if like divorce rates when you count uh, uh same-sex couples i wouldn't be surprised if divorce rates have actually lowered
1: <laughs> yeah i i mean shit the a lot of the same shit is coming back i mean in, in particular i've seen jake the brother of the two fraternal twins post stuff about how he like opposes gay marriage even and like he thinks the republican party supporting that is like gone too far and like supporting he he like david rubin or something like some some conservative Figure he had retweeted something about like, oh, this is so wrong, like to like let these two gay men rent out a woman's like uh, ovaries. I'm like.
0: Which would be I it wouldn't surprise me if Ruben said that, but it'd be interesting for Ruben as
1: well, because he himself. No, 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 no. So that was Jake's comment on like. Rubens, uh, like a gay marriage, like they are married and he's gay and he's a Republican and they're like going to have a kid soon through a surrogate. And and so Jake was like saying that he was like disgusted by that. And like that's so like morally fucked up, Um, which is really just regressive, just really, really regressive mindset. And um, there's like young people who are championing this and i think this gets back to my previous point it's like there's some of them are saying that the loudest because um and some of the most egregious things the loudest because they kind of like don't get criticized in the same way that adults like adults would even though they're fucking 18 and can vote and smoke cigarettes they're you know um and no one's trying to like i'm not trying to go and like force non-media trained students to like say things on a video camera and make them look stupid um but that sure seems to be what crowders doing because he wants to debate people who like, maybe they're still trying to figure out what their views are. And that's kind of why they're in school. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Uh, And it just, it it doesn't seem like he's really interested in like, he ran away from Sam. He's not really as interested in debating people who might be on a level playing field with him. And I mean, he didn't run away from me. I got up because he started saying things like, well, women don't want to compete against trans women. And I'm like, how about you talk to a woman like and not just tell me what these people think because that's pretty audacious of you and you really have no reason to like that once you start to get into that you kind of lost your argument somebody else said um right. and and so I walked away from that cuz I was like look man now you're just trying to speak for other groups of people and and like that's not a very good argument and how about you just go talk to one of them and see what they have to say instead of like us doing this fucking two white guys Debating trans issues shtick, and, well, I'm sh- um, and I'm
0: sure there were a lot of women right
1: there wanting to debate him. On, and he on turned campus. one away who wanted to debate him. He turned a fem- female presenting person away and he did, you know, like for whatever reason, he didn't want to talk to them. Um, they were screening people out, like trying to see what they wanted to talk about. Obviously, it was a pretty controlled environment. I guess I just said the right magic words. Um, maybe he wanted to try and make me look stupid if he knew who I was. I don't know. But. I mean, at the end of it, what really got under his skin was I said, because he was trying to say, oh, oh yeah, all you did was bring up bogus sources and fake statistics. I'm like, OK, man, um, have fun making your career trying to talk to college students who want nothing to do with you. And that's when he said to stop being such an asshole all the time, very loudly so that everybody could hear it. Um and I, and I was just like laughing inside because, you know, apparently we were supposed to have a, a debate to rationalize our views on a controversial opinion without having an emotional response. And, um, you know, it's just a, you, you can listen to the audio for yourself <laughs> and, I and mean, decide. I, I heard him say,
0: right, let's, maybe we should play that ending part right there. Let's uh, let's take a listen. Uh, I'll p- play the last minute. Uh, let me just fast forward here.
1: All right, let's do that. And let people compete and create structures for competing that uh, aren't so goddamn politicized. How about that? Okay, great. So women should just shut up and take it. Mm, they're, I don't they're think taking that's, it too seriously. Women are taking it too seriously. Uh, I think you're taking it too seriously.
0: I got to pause there actually, because that's that's amazing coming from him, Mr. Mr. Rape Joke all the time with the rape jokes on his show and he's trying to like say how dare you how dare you and compare it to that but okay let's let's continue it's, I just had to stop it there to say that
1: women out there are taking it too seriously talk to a woman there's plenty of women here talk to a woman I have but with many what women said? Also what did she say what did they say they, say? they of, of they course they... don't want biological males to compete in women's uh, uh, alright so I'm... now is there a woman who would like to speak to him is there a woman who would like to speak Particularly to speak? a female athlete. Any female athletes? Female, female athlete? athlete? Alright, cool. Hey, it's been nice Steve. Thank take you. Very take much. care. I appreciate it. Um, I don't know. So no solution, no dog in the fight, just wrong sources. Uh, I've got a conversation with you know, I'd doctors. say, I'd say, have fun making it your career to go talk to college students you don't want to talk to you. Don't be an asshole your whole life. <laughs> Look
0: at <laughs> wow! Wow! You know, it's um, not surprising. Uh, uh but it's it's, uh, you know, I think you might be one of the rare individuals in this line of work who actually got to sit down and you know spar. In the Coliseum of Ideas. the I'm trying to think of a new one other than the Marketplace look, the market of Ideas. Marketplace.
1: <laughs> the Marketplace of Ideas today was booming. All right. We are investing in ideas.
0: I, I was trying to wrap in some sort of sport with the – to make my own. But uh, not as good as the Marketplace, I guess. But look,
1: look. I mean it's like not a big deal who wins and loses in debates, right? I mean it's about the friends that we make along the way.
0: Right. And that's what sports should be about, too.
1: Maybe. I mean, sure as hell. I made some good friends afterwards who, you know, they definitely initially thought they were more in line with what Mr. Crowder thought, but we had a great chat afterwards. It was, it was they they seemed to be uh, in agreement that, um, you know, maybe what he was putting down isn't so tolerant and so nice and uh, isn't, you know, really what to, he would like to present. Because, you know, the first minute there, I'll give it to him. He sounded pretty dang, you know. Um, you saw 60 seconds of that, your dad might go, this guy's got some, he, he might have something to say. Right. Um, but when pressed, uh, things get a little squishier, I think.
0: Right. All right. Well, uh, hmm? Steven, uh, is there any other notes you want to share from that debate that we, we didn't touch or you think we, we hit it, hit it all?
1: You is know, it- um, I, I mean, I think we hit. Uh, some of the main parts. Uh, I mean, we—I was able to bring a callback back to the initial, you know, joke about Germany and Italy being fascist. Because, uh, you know, when he brought up what sports being about winning, I was like, man, what is even the Olympics about? Like, you know, people don't have historical context for why we do things and what is genealogy and all that. And reading books is good, folks. Don't be afraid if if you can't, um, you know, pronounce all the words right the first time. You have no idea how I pronounced. Uh, the main female protagonist's name from Harry Potter uh, in my head before I saw the movies and all those movies and books suck though so don't even bother reading it or learning how to pronounce it it's fine right. um, speaking of transphobic people right yeah, so that's, uh, there we I go I thought, that's where, you that's, were, that's, thought that's,
0: that's where you were going there but apparently they that's, <laughs> that's my
1: final note thanks for having me uh, and you know uh, check out the show notes and stuff follow me on Twitter if you um, you know enjoyed what you saw tonight maybe I'll Get into some more debates uh, after this. Who knows?
0: Uh, Any other other conservatives, uh, conservative personalities making their career, going to college campuses and just telling – People who are about what? How old is Steven Crowder now? Probably in his forties. Look, man, I'm
1: maybe? I'm not trying to like get on the lathe of heaven tonight and speak something into existence. Let's just put it there. Like, <laughs> don't don't do this to me. Don't uh, put so, that on. Me. So
0: what what do you got coming up? Anything? Anything? Uh, anything we should know about? Any scoops you want to share? Uh, hint at? Uh,
1: I should not. Maybe some some good stuff. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Some uh, obviously similar veins. You know, um, extremism. Uh. Maybe some January sixth stuff. Oh. Um, which oh, should be fun. That, um, right. so always, you know, um, and if you're in the Dallas area or in Texas, obviously, uh, follow me for that kind of stuff too. Cause right. I'm always, uh, looking into things in the area as well. Um, because a lot of this shit keeps happening around here.
0: It's interesting. It certainly is. What, yeah. what basically what I'm, what I'm getting out of your, your little, uh, pr- pr- uh, promotional stuff for, for what's, what's down the pipeline is, is that you are going to likely be on the show
1: again in the near future. We'll see. Uh, You can always (laughs) shoot me a message.
0: (laughs) Steven Monticelli, everybody, thank you so much for joining me. It is always a pleasure when you're on this show. Like I said, horrific, terrible, fun funny there's a lot of ways you know and i feel like you gotta i feel like the best way to cover someone like steven crowder because it's important i think for people to to talk about him he is a major player. he's the biggest political youtuber i think not even just conservative youtuber he's the biggest political youtuber the best way to talk about him is to let everyone know what shit he's spewing and also make it clear that he's a very unserious guy and i don't mean that his brand of uh ideology or rhetoric isn't dangerous oh it very much is what i'm saying is his line of thinking his thought process his intellectualism not very serious guy so i think that's mm. where you gotta you gotta make a mockery of someone like that to really you know put a stain on their horribleness i guess you could say
1: hey you know you don't want to try and dress up a farce a farce is a farce right. it is what it is all right have a
0: great night Stephen. thank you so much
1: Thanks, Matt.
0: Take care. Bloop bloop on the Skype. All right, folks, we are going to go to the second half of the show where I will take your calls. You call in to the various conservatives who are in this uh, chat because uh, Andy No mentioned it, the the live stream about about an hour ago. Uh, You can call into the show, open up Skype, download Skype. Type in "doomed live" search. That's the username you're looking for. Doomed live, call in. I there's no there's no like a, uh, what's it called it's a, a screener process. There's you're not going to someone some on the other lo- side of the line isn't going to be like hey what did you like to talk about and you're going to say you're a conservative or a right winger and they're going to say oh no no we don't want you on no 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 it's none of that. You call in. It's a come as they uh, first come first serve I should say. And uh, whoever calls me first, that's the call I take. And then when that call hangs up, whoever calls me first, that's who I take. And we go straight live. Um, I'll talk about anything. Uh, so that is Skype, Dooms Live. Uh, so let me uh, do a little bit of promos promos, and then we'll we'll do just that. Uh, folks, youtube.com slash Matt If you're listening to the podcast, you should subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube and you're not subscribed, you should subscribe. If you're watching over on Twitch, you should subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you would like to support this show, uh, patreon.com slash Matt It supports everything I do. This show, my cryptocurrency show, which if you're not aware is critical of crypto, Um, Scam Economy, everything I do, that's how you can support me, patreon.com slash Matt Binder. Let me give a quick shout out to the people who've become patrons since the last time I did an episode of Doomed. I I did skip Doomed last week because I needed the extra time for the episode of Scam Economy. Um, it was a, a deep dive into the different ways the crypto world was using Ukraine to basically pump their coin and grift and get good PR. Uh, definitely check that out. Scameconomy.com. It's also on this very YouTube channel, again, YouTube.com/slash Bender. And those patrons are Venus Bloodflow, Drew, David V, Brandon, SleepZerker, Scott WJ, Dylan, Adrian L. And Bill T., thank you so much for supporting this show or Scam Economy or both shows or neither. Maybe you just wanted to thank me for my wonderful tweets or something. I don't know, but thank you. Can't do it without uh, my patrons. Really, can't do the show or the other show or anything without my patrons. Uh, If you'd like to... uh, Oh, if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, you get a free Twitch Prime subscription every month, which means... For no extra cost other than your base Amazon Prime fee, you can pay me and it doesn't cost you anything. Go to twitch.tv slash Subscribe to the channel using your Twitch Prime subscription. And you basically stick your dirty little fingers inside of Jeff Bezos' $10,000 pants. You whip out his wallet. You extract some cash from it. You bring it on over to me, and you stick that money inside my wallet, and then you put that wallet back in my pants, and you tap the wallet, I guess, which means you'd be tapping my butt, uh, and we're we're friends now. That's just that's just how it goes, right? Uh, <laughs> Twitch. I don't know where I went with that. Twitch.tv/slash Matt Thank you so much. Uh, at Matt Binder on Twitter, doomedcast.com for everywhere you can find this show, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Oh, leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify for Doomed, please, please, if you can. Uh, also leave a review for Scam Economy if you can. Uh, I'd appreciate it. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Uh, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's, it, uh, Let's uh let's uh now go to the second half of the show as the chat is now uh falling over themselves over my Jeff Bezos pants wallet me analogy. Thank you so much everybody. Uh let's go to it right now. I'm going to take a short literally 10 second break just so I uh, can take a quick breath and then we will um no oh, super chats you can leave super chats here in youtube by the way youtube.com slash matt bender leave a super chat that's a great way to do a one-off donation i will read the super chats um if you leave one that's the way to get a hundred percent read your comment read let's do it let's go to the second half of the show where i'll take calls see you in just a moment folks